Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Boundaries podcast, a podcast where we interview faculty, students, staff, and alums of the Beyond Boundaries series of courses and the Beyond Boundaries program at Washington University in St. Louis. In this podcast, we aim to reach across the digital divide and highlight engaging stories told by Beyond Boundaries faculty and students at WashU and their ideas for future work and play. We hope to give you a window into what Beyond Boundaries is, featuring the next generation of interdisciplinary thinkers and collaborators whose aim is to leverage curiosity across disciplines in an effort to solve some of the most complex and challenging problems we face in the world today. My name is Rob Morgan, and I am the director of the Beyond Boundaries program at WashU and a teaching professor in the area of design and the performing arts department. Enjoy the show. My guest today is Mary May Ma. Mary May is an alum of the Designing Creativity class that I co-teach with Professor Bruce Lindsay. Uh, Professor Lindsay is at, uh, works in the architecture area of the Sam Fox School of Design and Visual Arts. And the Designing Creativity class is all about how uh, people are creative across disciplines. We have many, many guest speakers from across disciplines who come and talk about how they're creative in law and business and sports and you name it. So Mary May has been a part of that class, uh, is what I like to call a front row seater. She sits way up in the front row and is just anxious to uh, absorb knowledge. And now for the last two semesters, she's been an undergraduate TA in that class. Uh, and so it's been a delight to get to know her that way. Mary May is a, a double major in PNP, which stands for Philosophy, Neuroscience, and Psychology, which is a very popular major at WashU, and a Film and Media Studies major as well. So Mary May, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Uh, first off, how are you doing? How is your semester now that things have changed? You're in a different housing situation, as I understand it. Um, I'm well adapted. I think I enjoy the current situation when all my classes are switched to online so I can listen to all the uh, classes sitting comfortably or lying in the bed. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, for so my filmmaking for... class, yeah. Go ahead, so go ahead. Yeah, we can still add add videos even though we couldn't, uh, we can't shoot any more new videos. I finished one of the films we have to shoot, so yeah, everything should be fine. Okay. At first, I was, very many, uh, was a little bit of panic when hearing the news that um, school may move me out of my current dorm, but right now I can stay over here. So I think it's it's good to stay here and just avoid going out too, so, too often. I can yeah. cook downstairs, so it's very convenient. Well, good. I'm good. I'm glad that you're doing well and able to stay on campus and be supported in that way. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, so what year are you now? Are you a second year student, I assume? Yes, I'm sophomore. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you like WashU so far? What what put WashU on your radar to start with? The impression is it's so gorgeous. The the environment it's it's very beautiful. And when I first came here I didn't know there's a forest park. So when <laughs> I stepped into Forest Park on a bike, I was well, it's breathtaking and it's a bonus for me because I love riding bikes and then it's a paradise for bike riders. Nice. I think WashU is supportive and I think I can launch my dreams and be creative in my own way. I think I, I love it here. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So uh, how did you find out about the design and creativity class that you signed up for your first semester, right? Were you a, a yeah. fall, fall semester student? Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a coincidence. My advisor, uh, after hearing my 
um, crazy ideas. So he just encouraged me to take this class. And yeah, and, and that's why I was in this class. Oh, good. Which professor was that? Oh, no, my advisor, four-year oh, advisor. advisor. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad that the word's getting out. <laughs> so, and you also have an interest in film and media studies. Did that come later? Did you take a class in film and then kind of decide to, yeah. to double major in that? Yeah, I take a James Bond seminar uh, talking about how this franchise became popular throughout the history and how it maintained such, such popularity. Right, right. And I've, yeah. I understand some of my favorite students, I must say, are when I do ask them, you know, what's your major? They usually say P and P. That it's a, it's a really wonderful interdisciplinary, inherently interdisciplinary major, um, and a lot yeah. of really bright students like yourself are 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 doing that as a major. And, um, and it's just been a treat. It's been a treat to get to know you as a student and and as a TA as well. You're very involved, thankfully, and and the students seem to love you. So that's a that's a bonus, a bonus for them and for me. <laughs> um, so. Tell me a little bit about your background. You, you grew up in China, yes? Yes. Uh -huh. I, I live in Shanghai, China, and then I came to U.S., uh, I think, two, uh, one year and a half ago, mm -hmm. freshman yeah. year. So it's August 2018. Wow. And uh, that... I did a road trip. Oh. What? Sorry, go ahead. First. Yeah. Oh, I did a road trip with my father. He drove me from San Francisco to Las Vegas in oh, really? 15 days. Yeah. We went on Highway 1. Oh. And it's very pleasant. Yeah. I used to live in San Francisco. It's such a beautiful city. And that Highway 1 trip yeah. is, is stunning. You know, I've always <laughs> found that, if anything, that Highway 1 trip is dangerous for the driver because you usually are looking looking at the ocean <laughs> and not at the, oh. at the road. But, boy, what a, yeah. beautiful, what a beautiful trip to do that on, on Highway 1. Yeah, it's very isolated, just like I, I am right now, social distancing, because there's, um, uh, our car was literally the only car driving, especially like during uh, night nighttime. Oh, wow. So, yeah, this situation was similar to that. Like, I, I just compared to driving on Highway 1, so you don't know what's happening next, but you just try the moment you live right now. Nice. <laughs> so this was a trip that, <laughs> is this a trip that you did recently or before coming to Wash U? Oh, before coming to Washington, it's just two gotcha. weeks before August. Yeah. Nice, nice. This would have been 2018. And then had you ever been to the States before that? Mm, even to visit? I think I went to a summer camp oh. um, in, in San Diego. Oh, cool. In 2017. Nice, nice. That's where I went yeah. to graduate school myself. That's another beautiful city. <laughs> yeah, a lot of you've beautiful been, beaches. You've been up and down California. Maybe you'll end up there someday. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I hope I can go to graduate school. Oh, yes, over of, there. Course, of course. Yeah. So when did you begin learning English? Because your English is very good. Uh, age six. But when oh. I practice, you know, we have to take a test called TOEFL, Test mm -hmm. of English as Foreign Language. I began practicing oral language uh, starting 2015. Ah. <laughs> it took me a while to really... Uh, speak English because my, I, I, I often have an accent of mixing, it's called Chinglish, <laughs> you oh, really? know, like combining Chinese with English. Sometimes you say, that, that, that is English. <laughs> nice. Well, what's also impressive is you're also a writer. I, I, I remember um, when you were a student, I was reading the Student Life newspaper, the, the Wash U newspaper, and saw you were writing stories and, um, uh, 
you're quite an accomplished, I think, writer as well. Yeah. Do you do you still do writing, or are you mostly a film person now, or do you do a little both? I, I keep a journal every day. That's that's a oh. habit, um, especially when I can remember a dream uh, happened last night. Nice. So yeah, I really I really love inspiration. I I have uh, no most of the inspiration I get is from my dreams. So yeah, I have to keep track of my ideas. Um, nice. Yeah, I think I, I don't work for Stone Life right now, but I work for Political Review, Washington University Political Review. Yep. So I paint and write stories on that oh. magazine. Nice. Yeah, just switched my gear. Yeah. Nice. And that magazine comes out, what, every month, I think, or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because as the semester becomes very uh, uh, hectic, especially the starting of sophomore year, it's very hectic. So I cannot have time to interview. Uh, people every week and transcribe everything into a news. So don't have much time to do that. That's why I switch it into a um, less time consuming work. Uh, I see, I yeah. see. And can you ex um, give me an example of something that uh, uh, your journal has inspired you to do? Or I guess you could say your dreams <laughs> have inspired you to do? Yeah, yeah um, I recently wrote a short story called Ticking Down. It's an inspiration I got from dream because I often dream of myself walking inside a corridor and it's very dark and like there's literally no light around. And I, I had this idea that maybe I can create a similar scene in this short story, um, creating a character who is very anxious about life. And she dreams of she dreams about having uh, seeing people with numbers on their forehead. And these numbers indicate how long the people will live. Hmm. One day she sees three days left on her roommate's forehead and she worried about her. But then she see she sees two days on her own forehead. So her attention is switched from worrying about her roommate to her own. Huh. And then at the end of the story, I'll tell, tell the readers that it's all bad dream for this character. And the, the reality is that everything uh, happened is, is contradictory to what she perceives in the dream. Sure. It's just sure. trying to be sarcastic. I don't know. <laughs> I finished yeah. it and I, I turned it into a screenplay. I'm just working on it uh, recently for oh, my really? screenwriting class. Yeah. Oh, nice. I will oh. send you a copy. Yeah, you remind me of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to serve as some sort of inspiration for you. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, the design and creativity class, um, since this is a, a, a podcast on Beyond Boundaries classes and you've taken... Uh, design and creativity. That's, I think, the only Beyond Boundaries class you've taken. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was that like as a student? And pretend I'm not the teacher. You don't have to say nice things. Oh, as a student? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, the first day when I was in that class, I feel like a, the class is so different because it's the only class that I can sit down and relax. It's also our slogan right now. <laughs> sit down uh -huh. and relax. I feel like... Um, I once doubted about my creativity because I saw I was, I was lacking hand-on skills. I didn't know how to make stuff. But after coming to this class, I was encouraged to be creative in my own way. I didn't have to know like engineering or uh, business school or I don't need to have this, this skill to be creative. I can just um, do things that I'm good at and try to be creative in that way. So I really love the guest lectures. I remember I enjoy listening to empathy, the difference between empathy and sympathy, mm -hmm. and then try to um, practice that on our own. So like, be an active listener, try to 
stand in someone else's shoes and yeah. try to comprehend someone's feelings before saying something that represents my own feelings. And that's something I can get more connected with people. And that's some way I can find more friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we, yeah. Also a, love the, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, empathy has been kind of a, um, uh, a big topic in that class and now is the subject of a Bear Bridge course in Beyond Boundaries that is co-taught by professors uh, Liz Kramer and Jenny Harpering. Oh, and, oh. Uh, and that class is called Empathy First. It's all about empathy and, and they both bring a really unique perspective into it. I do a lot of uh, human-centered design projects, I believe, in that course. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's nice to hear that you, you liked that, that particular lecture. I recall as well... Yeah. We finished the class with a, a project whereby students in groups um, propose course changes, really. They're like, how could we make yeah. this course better? And your group, if I'm not mistaken, proposed um, something that we did the very next semester, which was um, uh, students created, were each issued a pound of clay. And yeah. they, they crafted a sculpture that was uh, somehow illustrative of who they are. Um, and, uh, it turned out it was really kind of great. We had 80 pounds of clay. <laughs> oh. I remember calling art supply stores saying, um, this is going to sound crazy, but I need 80 pounds of clay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also enjoyed doing the, the cardboard store. At first, I, I didn't believe I, we can make it because it seems so fragile and easy to fall off. But when like, you and Bruce stand on it, I'm just, oh, I was amazed that, oh, we can do all of 80 stools. Um, holding a person's weight. Yeah, yeah, the cardboard stool is a, a fun project as well. Um, yeah. You, you also, uh, speaking of inspiration, and you're kind of, what you kind of are very fluid, I think, in a wonderful way in your own brain, uh, fluid across disciplines, and, and you're taking a little bit, I think, of your sort of filmmaking background and your P&P background, and you have this idea to create a, a dream machine. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the basic idea of a dream machine is a wearable helmet that can produce dreams into videos every time people wake up. I think I'll put a special code on it so people can scan their eyeballs in order to access the machine to ensure privacy. Hmm. So the concept yeah, would be basic, yeah. uh-huh. you sort of wear some sort of headgear the entire evening, the entire uh, time that you're asleep, is that right? Yeah, uh, we'll record... Um, turning the brainwaves, especially during REM sleep, the signals in, into the dream content. Mm. So I, I have to make sure the, the fMRI machine, because you know, it's very, um, it's, it's, right now it's impossible to uh, make the fMRI machine small enough to put into a helmet, but I think later in life, um, we can make it portable so it can be smaller and we can put it into a helmet so it can be just as, as small as uh, Mm, maybe a pen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was essentially it would be making a dream visual to sort of review yeah. afterwards. You could look at your own film that you dreamt about the night before and, and say, oh yeah, that feels like, or looks like, should I say, it's uh, my dream. That's kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. Because most of the time we don't remember our dreams. And sometimes it's, especially it's a loss for me because some, some great ideas is, derived from dreams. Of course, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of a project I did years ago when I taught at Berkeley. I had um, students Mm -hmm. in my design class, set design class, um, 
did a play designed to play about Alzheimer's disease. And uh, as part of the research, I guess you'd call it, I took them all to an Alzheimer's day clinic that was near campus. And what was fascinating about that is we were shown artworks um, that Alzheimer's patients did. And at various stages of their disease, sadly, um, they painted more and more abstractly. It was, it was almost across the board. You know, it was sort of somewhat literal painting in the early stages of their disease. But later, sadly, as, as they got more and more um, uh, sort of deeper into their disease, um, they mm. were really quite stunning. Some of these paintings were just gorgeous. And uh, it was something about the kind of brain and hand combination. What are you going to create uh, when your brain takes yeah. over, you know, and you're talking about creating something that the brain takes over and creates a film um, while you're, while you're, yeah. I think it's fascinating. I can't wait to see where that goes. Um, yeah, this reminds me of, uh, of French artist Van Gogh. You might remember in, when he painted Fairy Knight, who was having hallucinations yeah. and he was uh, locked in a, a salient. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. Yeah, it's really hard to know whether this idea came from hallucinations or, I don't know, when you are not sober or, or because you are not sober, you have hallucinations that create, that help create these ideas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, it's so great to, to chat with you, Mary Mae, because um, every time I do talk to you, I become a bigger fan than I was before I started talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's been such a treat to have you as a TA because it means that um, I get to see you twice a week in class or not in their current case, twice a week in a, in a Zoom environment. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. but I appreciate you taking the time to, to do a podcast with me. Mm -hmm. Tell your friends. Thank tell you. your friends it isn't painless or it is painless, should I say, that it's uh, uh, just a conversation like this one. It's been a delight to, to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Well, I wish you the best of health and um, go wash your hands as soon as you're done with yeah. this call. <laughs> I keep yeah, don't, don't touch your face. Go, yes, right. Don't touch your face, which I do all the time, I've noticed. And, um, and go wash uh, your You can apply a uh, like fragrance screen and every time your face is close to your face, or your hand is close to your face, you can be noticed by the, the smell. Yeah, I heard an onion. <laughs> I like the oh. I like the I like the fragrant idea, not the onion idea. But uh, I might try okay. that. Then it won't be quite yeah. so horrifying when I touch my face and and I start yeah. smelling onion. But uh, anyway, we're digressing. It's so good to talk to you, Mary May. I wish you uh, a great rest of your day and and thanks for uh, thanks for the time. Thank you. Have a great day as well. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello, everyone. My guest today is a brand new Beyond Boundaries class of 2024 uh, admit named Jordan Lin. Uh, Jordan uh, hails from Sykeston, Missouri, which is only about two hours outside of St. Louis. Uh, and uh, Jordan is, um, uh, her application essay was on the area of global climate change and particularly studying environmental studies and engineering. Um, but we're just going to chat with uh, Jordan today and uh, have her uh, tell a little bit about her, about her story and her background and have you all get a chance to, to get to know her a little bit better, even before she sets foot on campus. So, Jordan, how are you today? I'm doing good. Good, good. How are things in Sykeston? Well, it's fairly um, pleasant where <laughs> everyone's just being at home and being quarantined during this time. That's for sure. Yes, it for is sure. 
kind of like, um, I guess sad because we don't like get to see our friends and teachers and since it is our senior year, but it is for everyone's safety. Of course, of course it is. So yeah, so um, you're finishing up high school there in Sykeston, right? Yes. Yeah, and how's, how's all that gone for you, your high school years? Has it uh, been enjoyable? Yes, it has been. Um, I did take a couple challenging courses, and I, it did help me enjoy a little bit about, like, calculus. I'm taking that right now, and hmm. I've taken um, AP literature, so it is interesting to, like, read the books because I am, I really love reading books. Nice. So AP literature does like allow me to spend more time during doing um read like reading yeah instead of like doing it on my free time yeah yeah a little bit later in your WashU career you can even be in a uh, a learning live learn lead community a learning community uh, on literature I know that um, that that's a pretty popular one students basically are clustered in housing by their love of literature so that'd be kind of fun what was the first class you mentioned. Um, AP Calculus. Oh, AP Calc. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, yes. that takes a different kind of brain than I have, I think, to do AP Calc. Although I do enjoy math. I don't think I'm all that great at it. I draw pictures for a living, I like it to say. It is pretty challenging. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so uh, what made you uh, uh, get interested in WashU and specifically the Beyond Boundaries program, which you're now a member of? Well, I am interested and exploring in different paths and the Beyond Boundaries program really helped me like get that experience in the different areas instead of just doing one specific like as in the arts and science school which I'm enrolled in as of now. Yeah. But with that program I was able to like think about exploring different areas like in the engineering. I was thinking of doing that with the environmental studies. Mm-hmm. And then I was also interested with the business from like um, during my high school years when I was with my family members and helping them out. So I kind of want to explore that too. And Got since it. it was such a different, like different areas from engineering business to the sciences, I figured Beyond Boundaries would be a good fit for me. Sure, sure, sure. That's great. Um, you said that you have family members, as I recall you saying before we started, uh, that they are in the res- restaurant industry. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That's Do fine. they own a restaurant there in, in Sykeston? Yes. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Nice. What type of food do they serve? Um, it's mostly Chinese, but it's like a mix of uh-huh. American and Chinese. Got so we it. have a little bit of both. Got it. Got it. How do you know how they're kind of managing in this in this quarantined uh, time that we live in? Well, as of now, I believe like the policies have changed and become a little bit more strict. Right. So um, yeah. mostly, most of the restaurants with dine-ins, they're like like temporarily closed, and most of them are just the drive-thrus that are yeah. open. Got it. Got it. Huh. Yep. So, yeah. So have you lived in Sykeston your whole life from, from grade school? Yeah, I have. And do you have my siblings? Parents, yeah, I have two siblings. Uh-huh. My sister, she's 14, and my brother, he's 10. 
Oh, wow. I mean, not so, 10. I was, I meant seven. Seven and 10. And then there's you. Wow. So you're the oldest, right? Yes. Uh, that comes with some awesome responsibility of being the oldest sibling, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 You have to be the example, don't you? It's sort of tough. I was the oldest sibling myself, but um, I'm not saying I'm an example by any means, but I certainly felt the pressure sometimes. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so environmental studies and other paths like business are, are what's interesting to you. Um, what do you like to do kind of, um, you know, in your free time? What, uh, do you have any sort of hobbies? Um, do you like to watch movies or read books? You said you're a fan of literature. Yes, I love reading books. I started like reading when I was really young. Mm-hmm. So that really got me into it. I like reading fiction. So I just finished reading Feathering Heights for my AP literature class. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite author on the fiction side? Um, there's really a lot, but yeah. I don't think I could pick one. Got it. Since Got there it. is like so many. Sure. There are like really good books. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What else? Uh, how is it? Have you, besides reading, what, uh, in in quarantine, how have you? Do you have any tips for um, for sort of surviving in isolation of sorts? Do you do you watch movies or? Uh, yeah, I guess I you do. can go outside and um, at least a little bit. Yeah, I I would say getting some fresh air really does help mm-hmm. instead of being inside all the time. Right. But other than that, I like watching movies and reading books are also really good ways to mm. get the time pass by when you're yeah. really bored and they don't have much to do. Sure, sure. And and all of your high school classes have, for the most part, moved online. Is that right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Um, as of now, we're extending the period to, like, around almost to, like, the end of April. So yeah. it has been extended quite, like, longer. Got it. And I, I can I assume that you are not going to have a sort of any kind of traditional graduation? Has that been called off yet? Well, we've got our graduation stuff. Like they told us to drive by and get it. Oh. So, so we have everything, but we I guess it's not going to be like a formal graduation gotcha. ceremony like the past years, which is going to be a little bit sad. But no doubt. My uh, yeah. my nephew's in the same boat. He's graduating this year, and, and my sister went to go get his. You know, went through a drive-through <laughs> to get his yeah. cap and gown. So at least you can, I guess, on the bright side, you can take pictures. You know, and see yeah. yourself as a graduate. So, um, do you have any pets yourself? Do you have any um, any animals in the house or outside the no. house? No. <laughs> I just I teach a class. Uh, uh, and creativity, and that's got about 77 students in it. And uh, the first time we were back as a as a video class, I guess we will call it, um, I did a, a sort of a pet roll call. <laughs> I had all the students hold up their pets uh, to the camera, so it was kind of fun to see that. That's cool. Yeah, I guess I need to do that again, actually. It's not a bad idea. But um, what else, uh, what other interests do you have um, uh, so you've got two younger siblings. Do they do they do you find that they look up to you, or are they just they more or less dismiss any wisdom you have to impart? I would say they would 
they do recognize that I am older, so they would listen to me. Yeah. Because I kind of, like, give them advice. And, you know, my parents, they, they like, reinforce that whenever yeah. they need help or something. Like, they always recommend me to go help them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Did with you... their homework or anything. Sure. Well, I must look up to their big sister, I'm sure, as well. Um, do, do you, um, had you before, before um, the situation we now find ourselves in, before it happened, did you have a chance to visit campus? Have you been to WashU before? Yeah, I have my cousin, um, Mandy, she went to WashU, so oh. she took her sister and I um, went along with them to visit, so oh, nice. I was glad that I did have that opportunity to do that, sure, to visit sure. the campus. Yeah. So Mandy is a current student at WashU? Yes. Oh, nice. What's her last name? Um, it's Hong. I know Mandy. I've, Mandy was in my class. <laughs> what a small That's world. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I seem to recall Mandy. I just, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slaughter this, but I, I saw her on LinkedIn. She had a new position on campus, which I was very excited for her to, to have. Yeah, is the intern at the Office of Sustainability. Is That's that right. One? That's right. Yeah. I did remember her mentioning that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's a great office on campus, um, run by some great people. So nice. Well, that's great. Oh, good. That's, I didn't yeah. know that you were a relative of Mandy. That's such a small world. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, what class is... um, did you meet her in? She was in my class. She took a designing creativity, the class I teach in the fall, um, and co-teach okay. with uh, Professor Bruce Lindsay and. Yeah, Mandy, uh, Mandy was in that class. She was a, you know, in a class that big, sometimes it's um, tough to really get it's to hard know. To, yeah. Yeah, to get to know a student. But I know Mandy kind of stood out as a, as a great student and uh, very, very friendly. So, yeah, it's good that uh, you'll have a little bit of a support system when you start at WashU. She'll be, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, she'll be a, a, yeah, a second-year student, I assume, when you enter as a first-year. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what uh, what dorm she lives in? Um, I don't know as yeah. now. Don't um, after their first year, don't they um, like move to a different area? Yeah, or is yeah. it like an option for them? Yeah, usually for the first. Or? Yeah, for the first two years, students uh, more or less live on what we call the South Forty. Um, but then after yeah. that, it's, it's, they could live on North Campus or, you know, choose an apartment if they wish and that type of thing. But, well, that'll be good that you'll have someone, uh, you'll have a relative on campus. Now you already got a, you already have a lunch date. You have a lunch date with Mandy and yeah, it's nice to have that support system for yourself. Um, yeah. Well, it's been, uh, it's been great talking to you. I'm glad that you have sort of took the time to, to be on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for letting me join you. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a bit talk. Yeah, it's been a treat. It's it's um for the listeners, I I've not had a chance to really talk to you besides read your your essay. So, um, it's good to get to know you a little bit better, and um, look forward to meeting you in person in the fall. Yeah, me too. Cool. Really excited. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, I wish you the the best of safety and health, you and your family, and um. Yeah, have a great sort of rounding out, finishing out your high school career. Yeah, you do. Um, well, I hope 
hope you stay safe too. Yeah. And Thank hope, you. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. It's been great to talk to you. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Take care.